Hello, welcome to the weekly Hey Ref podcast. This is Fred Johnson coming to you uh, Sunday night, uh, November the 19th, uh, week of Thanksgiving. First of all, let me start out by saying Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone have a big turkey waiting for them on Thursday. This is a week where we don't really have a whole lot of games. Give us a little bit of time to get our feet back under us and transition from those who are doing football, transition uh, to the basketball court. But if you want to go out and watch a few games this week, we have a couple of sites uh, playing during the Thanksgiving holidays. Oxford has a few games on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, then we have the Bell of the Border, a game, six games tomorrow at uh, Horn Lake, and then six games on Tuesday at Olive Branch. Be some great basketball, great time to go out. And that's one of the reasons why we suggest uh, everybody going and order the state pass. State pass, uh, you pay a fee for the state pass as an official, and you can go to any game in the state uh, free of charge, and obviously it'll save you a lot of money. And then with the state football championship this year being at Ole Miss, you get a chance to use it there as well. You know, we still have several teams in our area that's still live in the football playoffs, so you get a chance to go out and support some of those this week. It'd be a great thing to do. We got Charleston still going, Winona still playing. Grenada and Sapanola, Clarksdale, uh, Vardaman, Biggersville, West Point, Louisville, Starkville, and Amanda Elza. So some great teams are still alive in football. And, you know, when you have that going on, sometimes it makes the basketball season not that exciting because a lot of these kids, uh, some of your better athletes, are still playing football. So, so with that being said, you may have some games that are not very competitive. But you know what? These kids who are playing – deserve to play so let's be sure we uh, make sure we get to get out and support them basketball schedules for the second part of the season be published this week uh, through the end of December uh, hopefully you guys uh, will be looking for that hopefully we'll get those out by Thursday or Friday maybe a happy Thanksgiving uh, gift for you but be looking forward and uh, games are going to get a little bit more competitive especially when the football season is over. We want to highlight several things that's starting out the season. Uh, one of the things is the uniform. You know, we came down, I uh, talked about this on the last podcast that this year, uh, without any exception, the home team has to wear white. Uh, we thought we were going to be get, get a grace period, but the state has been on this effort for the last three years, and it's a hard, fat rule this year. When you get a game where a team is not wearing white, uh, the coaches uh, will be assessed a technical foul. That foul uh, does not require them to sit, what the rule book says. So don't go in there making coaches sit if you have to give them a technical foul. Some coaches are, you know, gracefully taking the technical foul because they want to show off some type fancy uniform. Uh, just remember uh, that is a foul. Also, uh, that goes toward the bonus. Well, there's no exception to this rule. If a coach tell you that they talked to Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson said this or that, then uh, don't believe that. Now, there's some other things a coach may say uh, that I uh, inform them of. And I always try to be like this. If I inform the coaches of anything about your particular game, I'm definitely going to give the referee a call, and the referee uh, you know, will know what's going on. This rule does not apply to middle school or JV. So make sure we understand that. We don't want them to get out there and, and look like anything, but at the same time, they don't have to wear uh, the, the guidelines, that, especially for high school. We had some problems early in the season with the mercy rule. The mercy rule is in effect. It's a 35-point rule in the state of Mississippi uh, anytime during the second half. Now, anytime if coaches uh, agree, it could be the first half, whatever the case may be, if coaches see that they're overmatched and they don't want to get their kids hurt, they can end the game at any time. We also had some issues with middle school time. 
you know, middle school is not governed by uh, the rule book. Uh, most schools have their own way of playing middle school. We simply say that if they can play five minute stop or running, or if they play six minute, it has to be, it doesn't have to be, it could be running time or it could be stop time. If they play seven minutes, it automatically we're going to make them run the clock on seven minutes. The middle school kind of a thing where we um, get about the same effect. And then JV, we have some issues with JV as well. One of the things we're telling our ADs, let's try to make sure our JV games are finished about 10 minutes before the varsity start, get the varsity time to warm up, and we get the varsity game started on time. So you go out there, there's no hard, fast rule. Everybody are not consistent with what those times are. But as an official, just use common sense when you go out there uh, and work those games. Some of the other issues we've had early in the season, and I keep saying this, I said all time and time again, no one ever quoted silence. So when you make a comment to a player or you make a comment to a fan, uh, that can be misgrooved that you uh, said a cuss word or you made derogatory comments to them. So the best thing as an official is don't make comments to fans. Fans are going to yell at us at the same time. Uh, we don't need rabid ears. If a fan get to the point where their attention is drawn, uh, your attention is drawn to them, then that's something where we actually need let game management handle that. So let's don't get out there and start talking to the fans. We're going to have enough stuff going in the game. We don't need to look for a fight with the fans. Don't go out there and try to be a savior for the association. You know, sometimes we hear fans uh, may chastise a referee or may criticize a referee in one game and then we have it in our mind that the next time we go out there we're going to make sure that fan pay the price. Don't worry about that. Let each game stand on its own merit. So we don't want to go out there worrying about uh, having uh, a dagger out for a fan or a coach. Uh, make sure we treat it like water off a duck's back. When we go out there on the next time opportunity to officiate, it's like a new day, a new beginning, and let's make sure we understand that sometimes coaches uh, thinking that officials coming out there with grudges, grudges based on what fans are saying and where they comment up using social media. We had a situation early in the season where fans use social media to chastise and criticize a group of our game officials. And the next time the coach played, the coach felt like that the officials in that particular game had a bandana against them. We want to make sure that when we go out there, everything is above board and it's almost like Nothing happened like the very first game of the season. When you accept a game and you're using the Arbiter Sports to accept your game, be sure you get a notification. Be sure you get a notification that verify that you have accepted the game. And a lot of time, I've had people who accept games and the games come back as uh, unaccepted and then I, I schedule someone else for the game and then you have uh, two officials show up and three officials show up at the game that's really not in the game. They had the game initially, didn't follow the right protocol procedure in order to accept the game, and then they end up at the game when there's too many people there. Uh, we say this, when you go uh, have a game and the game is not on Dragonfly, then you actually don't have a game. You're going to get a schedule through Arbiter Sports, and through Arbiter Sports you uh, match it with your Dragonfly schedule. Dragonfly is used uh, as your uh, pay agent. And that's where you'll get paid. If you have a game on Dragonfly and there's not a pay uh, on that game, then make a note of it and then make sure you let me know what, the, what it is and we can get that taken care of. Uh, easier to get it taken care of early than it is after the game. So I don't have a problem with you uh, reminding me that there's not a fee in a particular game because sometimes uh, those fees are generated automatically and we take for granted that they're there. And then at the end of the game, they're not there. I've had some contact for some of the school bookkeepers making sure that the officials will get the right amount. We're doing all we can to make sure you get paid. If you don't get paid in a timely manner, uh, just understand, as long as I've been doing this, we don't have very few officials who work the whole season and don't get paid, maybe at the end of the season, when you get paid from some schools, but that's sometimes the price uh, we have to pay for that. 
gotten several calls already from officials and coaches uh, thinking that officials are using some form of intimidation going out there and making sure that they are in control. Hey, when you put the shirt on, you go out and you officiate the game, everybody knows that you're in charge. You don't have to try to bird dog coaches or try to uh, talk to players, that kind of thing. So let's be sure we are professional every time we go out there and officiate a game because somebody's always looking, somebody's always got a recording, somebody's got something they always got to say. And we're having more and more people use social media. I guess we're beginning to learn how to use it and record and, and, and send information. We've had several fans send uh, letters and emails uh, to the state, uh, asking the state to take a look at this and the state forward those things to us. And then we do the best we can. Uh, I'll try to be transparent. I want to make sure fans understand that the game is for uh, the kids, not us, not them. And we're going to do the best we can to make sure we actually are all on the same page. Let be reminded that the undershirts we talked about earlier where teams can now wear black undershirts, visiting team actually can wear black undershirts on the road. Those undershirts don't have to be the same length for the team. One player can have on long sleeve, one player can have on short sleeve. I think sometimes we get misunderstood about what the rules are actually saying. They say that undershirts have to be the same length. They're actually talking about that particular player. So let's make sure we don't disallow a kid from playing uh, by having a long sleeve shirt or let's don't penalize the team when there's some kid with long sleeves and some with short sleeves. We want to make sure they're dressed appropriately but at the same time we don't want to bury dog that. During your pregame meeting you want to ask the coaches so that we can understand what's going on make sure we get the information out. You know we go in the music is loud and we call it just can't I don't hear our simple thing. So but be sure to ask the AD or the coach to turn the music down why you have your pregame meeting so we make sure all, all the instructions are being put out there. Everybody get them and understand exactly what's going on because they are important. If you have to go back to uh, make a decision, and a lot of times schools, um, you know, use that as an example. Well, you said it in pregame, and we, if we said it in pregame, we want to definitely make sure uh, we, you know, do what we say we're going to do. Now let me talk about some of the things I've noticed on the court this early in the season. We have a lot of officials that's not blowing their whistle. They're just tooting. And you know, the shoes you wear make a sound. And sometimes you can't really tell whether you have a whistle or a foul or a violation or whatever the case may be because you're just tooting your whistle. Give your whistle a good blow so that people can understand so your partner can actually hear uh, your whistle. Uh, we, we get, away to, get away with that toot thing because it sounds like a shoe uh, gripping the floor. One of the other things we need to talk about is on all throw-ins, we were having some issues with the clock. The clock gets started when it should be started. The person in the C slot should always make sure that the clock starts. If you're putting the ball in play, then they can be designated by someone. But we all, everybody should at some point watch the clock, make sure the clock is started. And at the same time, at the end, make sure that when we have a situation where the clock is going to be in play, that the clock stop or the clock start exactly when it's supposed uh, to start. If it, if it does not start, then use your count. If you're doing a 10 second count, in the backcourt and the clock doesn't start, uh, doesn't start when it's supposed to start, stop the clock, go over and use, and, and use your count uh, to determine where the clock should be. One of the other areas is really concerned. We have officials ball watching. Uh, focus on your primary area. Each position has a primary. When you focus on your primary, then we get the game uh, under control because everybody's going uh, to take care of their area. And we got to trust our partner. If you're in the trail position, you, should, you shouldn't be calling fouls 
under the basket. I know sometimes coaches are there right there with you and you see it, but at the same time, you got to make sure they understand we have a designated area coach. I may not actually be looking at that at that time. You don't want to ever say, well, I didn't see it. You say, I wasn't looking at that time because I was concentrating on my area. So let's focus primarily on our primary coverage area and let's understand what that is and focus on that and make the job a whole lot easier. Uh, you don't have to watch the basketball game. You're not there to watch the game. You're there to officiate the game. And anytime you have a double whistle, sometimes you may have a double whistle and someone is primary. When you have that, be sure you yield uh, to the primary. If uh, there's a ball going under the basket and, and the lead has a foul or you have a foul and you carrying it in, there's somebody's primary. So let's make sure we don't end up with a block and a charge uh, all at the same time. And most of the time, you'll find yourself yielding to either the C or uh, the trail uh, when that happens. If, that's why it's important that you raise your hand when you blow your whistle and you hold it for at least one second before you commit because then at the set time you're not be you won't be committing and have a double action and one player has, one coach has one thing I'm sorry one official has one thing and the other one has another one then we see situations where the guy in the C slot is working too high you want to get down to the free throw line extended you got to help under the basket especially when there is a whole lot of big rough play and big guys or big girls or big ladies in uh, under the basket we need you there working and not uh going out and being two trails make, make sure we understand rotation you know a lot of times there's a game where rotation may not be that important but then there's going to be some game when rotation is a key and we got to understand that most of the time 90 percent of the time the lead is going to dictate the rotation so when lead goes over uh, then we make sure we shift and if we don't see the shift, a lot of time Lee may have to go back and go down the court in his original position. So we got to understand. That's why we have to watch each other and make sure we all are in the right position so that we can uh, make sure we get everything done that needs to be done. Let's slow down. We're all in a hurry. When you have a foul, you want to hold it so that you can communicate with your partners and your partner know what you have. We're in a big rush to get to the scores table. The rule says call a foul, inform the player, what they did, then report it to the scores tables. So there's no big need to be in a big hurry. If you're in a hurry and you have to leave at a certain time, nine times out of ten, that's when you're going to have a situation in the game that's going to totally delay uh, what, what you had planned. Uh, you can't really say what time the game is going to end. Some games end quick, some end uh, with overtime and whatever may happen. So we got to be prepared for that. And then when we have an injury, we can't rush uh, kids with that. I know what the rule said. The rule may say something, but we are there to make sure everybody is safe, give the coaches time to take care of their situation, and then we move on from that. So let's do a better job of off-ball coverage. And when I say off-ball coverage, uh, you primary and not your primary. It's you got your primary and someone else has got their area. That's what we call off-ball coverage. You don't have to worry about it. You take care of your primary. If you take care of your primary, if the ball is in another area, then guess what you're doing? It's amazing. You're doing off-ball coverage then. What, what happened a lot of time is you watching the game. I've seen the guy at the lead position. When the basket goes up, the lead's head goes up. So that tells me that lead is watching the game and not the contact below. Have you ever seen a lead give a three-point signal? Well, if the lead gives a three-point signal, what is he doing? Lead watching the ball game. That's not what needs to happen. We got two officials out there that can take care of that. So your job is to cover the paint, having all the stuff going on under the basket, and do a better job at doing that. Also on the shot to the basket, C should step down 
and assist lead with going over the back. Most of the time lead may be straight line, so C has a great opportunity to help uh, with going over the back. And so let's do a good job of stepping down. There's no big rush to get down the court. You got a trail guy who's there uh, for the action coming that direction. So make sure you help uh, in the backcourt. Uh, don't run off and leave uh, your uh, new trail because you got half of the backcourt, especially when there's four or uh, more players there and then teams are in a backcourt press. I've seen the officials go and stand at the division line. you really a long distance, so let's let the players move us down the court. I've had as a key, that second defensive player, I'm going to let him take me down the court. That way, if there's some action there, I can help in the backcourt. Now, when everybody, five players go down, like, it's easy for us to just go down with them. But when there's a competition in the backcourt, and we need to make sure that we're there because a lot of time the trail guy can be straight line and not be able to see what's going on, especially on the other side of the court. And a lot of us need to come up with a profile, come up with a way we count. Not wave, but the way we can. Everybody can have some individuality in what they do. Everything is strictly by the rule, but at the same time, we understand that we're all different. We all uh, have our own unique way of doing things. But let's make sure that whatever it is, is done professionally and decent and in order. When you report your file, uh, take your time, stop, communicate with your score. If the score had their head down, wait until the score look. Give the signals, tenth with the right hand, uh, units with the left hand, look at eye to eye with the school, make sure they understand. It's always easy sometimes during pregame to say, give me a thumbs up when I know you got it so we make sure that players uh, that are entitled to the foul get the foul and we don't be, it, it's not charged to a player because at the end of the day, it come, I always come back to haunt us. So don't walk and talk. I mean, that's a key signal to that I'm doing the things. I'm slowing down. I get to a point where I can see the score. The score can see me. I stop and then we communicate, and then we move on to our, our position. I think if we look at doing those things, it would be a great. Those are some just small areas that I've noticed uh, at the beginning of the season, and I know there's a lot of young people, and we're going to get better as we move forward. Then there's a transition from those of us who are doing football. Uh, you know, I was out there the other night, and I was looking, feeling for my flag, and when it was a foul, it was a, it was a contact below, but at the same time I realized I was on the basketball court and I got to learn how to transition and I think we'll do a better job throughout the course of the season. We're going to have a great season. Uh, competition is beginning to pick up. We've got all our kids now uh, for those teams who uh, are in the playoff with football. A lot of those kids are never getting to play. So the competition is going to get more physical. Uh, natural kids coming off the football field. Uh, that doesn't mean we got to bird dog them and make sure we call fouls on them, but at the same time, let's be sure that we understand that basketball is a non-contact, well, I say non-contact, it is a contact sport, but we gotta make sure we don't do advantage, disadvantage, and foul is a foul, especially at the high school level. Uh, we have coaches and players uh, wanna mark uh, the NBA and the college with uh, things that they're doing that's not uh, allowed in high school. We don't need any indication, we don't need nothing glorified, we don't need no taunting. We don't need anything like that because at the end of the day, uh, we want to teach sportsmanship. And sportsmanship is not just for the coaches to teach. Sportsmanship is for the officials to teach as well. And then when we have issues, let's be professionals in the way we handle them. Anytime there's an unusual situation, you want to make sure you write it down and give your signer a call, let them know what happened so we can definitely uh, be on the lookout, if, especially if we're going to get a call uh, from the state or an email. Hey, I want to be transparent. Anybody who 
I want to know who the assignment secretary is or who your boss is, what most people really say most of the time. I just give them uh, my information. I don't have a problem with sitting down with them and discussing because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the kids are our best interest and have our best interest at heart. And we want to make sure that we're not going to be distorted by the fans uh, with the kind of things that they bring uh, to the game. They want to win. Kids want to win. And as officials, it's a hard for us because we try to be neutral and we want to be neutral. Uh, at the same time, let's be sure we have fun doing this as well because that's what's going to keep us around the game. Again, this is Hey Ref on the Hey Ref podcast. We'll be coming to you a little bit more regular. We had to take a break uh, early in the season. Uh, now we're going to be on a regular basis. We're probably going to do a, two or three uh, podcasts a week updating with information just to make sure that we're all on the same page. And you can definitely uh, feel free to uh, share this link with some fellow officials, share this link with parents, share this link with coaches, whoever you want to share it with, because we want to make sure that we are transparent. Again, this is Fred Johnson with the Hay Ref Podcast.